Welcome to Completely Healed Podcast. I'm Joanna. Now, if this is your first time, I welcome you. But if you have been rocking with me since episode one, season one, then welcome back, friend. I'm so happy that you are here. This podcast is geared toward women so that they may completely heal, be filled with grace, love, and mercy. This podcast is geared towards people who want to see the glory of God revealed through them. If that's you, you're in the right place. I am recording daily, if not weekly, on everyday topics, random questions that come to mind that no one has taken the time to truly answer. I'm honest, I'm loving, and I'm here to help you completely heal. Stay tuned for the next episode. Now starting. scripture puts it into clearest perspective of how God wants us to live our life and it is it is it is not going to be as extensive as you think if you go to the book of Psalms chapter 116 and go all the way down to verse 6 the Lord preserves the simple when I was brought low he saved me what does it mean to be simple? God is in simplicity. The things that he require are not hard. The things that he require are not mysterious, although he is mysterious. It says the Lord preserves the simple. So your task is to become simple. What does that mean to become simple? When someone is is, is simple, the only thing that you could really do for them is to give them direction, clear direction. Turn left. Turn right. Pray. Speak. Fast. Eat. They're not long paragraphs because then it becomes too complex. So the simpleness that God is requiring is a simple obedience. Simple and simple obedience. Learning how to lend your ear to God and be still when he speaks something. The ability, discernment is the ability to perceive God in all of the situations that you are in and all throughout your life. The more your discernment increases is the more that you are able to discern the the presence of God, the speech of God, the communication of God. So people often lack discernment, but they call it uh, their intuition. Intuition and discernment are not the same thing, even though they are very closely related. So when people are going, their life seems like it's, it's chaotic. Even that was orchestrated by God. Well, God is saying, I preserve the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. The, the position of lowliness, you have to be meek and lowly, humble yourself. Because then it continues, uh, it continues to go up in this, in this chapter 116. Um, I implore you to continue to read it and then even continue to go down into 117 and 118. It talks about the righteous hand of God exalting you. God can't lift you up if first you are not lowly 
Everyone wants a breakthrough. Everyone wants God to lift us up, Lord. Take us out of this, out of this predicament. But are you lowly? Is your character low? Because God is going to come to test the fruit that is within you every single time. Come to test the characteristics of Jesus that is within you. God tests. Satan tempts. At the same time as God is testing you, Satan will also tempt you. But whose viewpoint are you looking at? Those that are close to the devil hmm, will say that he is tempting me. And then you will confuse it with saying, the Lord is tempting me. The Lord does not tempt and he says that in his word. He said that in the scriptures. So your angle and your perspective of who you are looking at, don't idolize Satan so much that you think that he is everywhere in your life. He is not omnipresent, nor is he omniscient, nor is he the Alpha or the Omega, the beginning and the end. Satan was a liar from the beginning. And if you know that he's a liar when he's coming to tempt you, you know the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus. If Satan is a liar and Jesus is the truth, when you are coming to get tested, the truth is going to come to remind you that you have victory. You have victory over your flesh. You have victory over your mouth. You have victory over all. You have dominion, which gave you victory over all of the things of the earth. But do you do you know that you have that? Have you received that? Because it's a, you have to receive it. And it's not just in word. It No, it has to indwell within you. You have to meditate on it. Then you have to operate in it. Now you have truly received. When uh, the, the son, the prodigal son, when he, re- when he first went out, he had asked, this is in the book of Luke, by the way, when he had asked for the father to give him his, his inheritance right now, even though the father was still alive. Many people don't understand it. And when I first read it, I'm like, well, that's pretty wicked to ask for somebody to give you your inheritance before that person dies. Like what? It's supposed to be after they die, then you give the inheritance. But it was given unto him. Why? Because he spoke from a place of authority, yet he did not understand and he didn't receive that into- that 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 title, that authority, that power. He didn't receive it. To him, he was just my father's son. This all belongs to my to my dad. But then he said, "Okay, the the one that left, the prodigal son that left, because there's two different son views here. So the prodigal son that left, his his mindset and mentality, and the reason why he got it, and the reason why it seemed like he was closer to the father who was the king at that time." was because he understood his divinity. Give it to me now. What you have, I do not have to wait until you to die to get it. Not everything. Give me my portion now. And he gave him some of it. And when the prodigal son went out on his way, squandered the money because he didn't have what it take to sustain it. He didn't have the mentality to sustain it didn't have the characters to sustain it. It's okay. Because the father money is, 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 I don't understand why people feel like God is going to run out of money. The world may end up being a famine. The kingdom of God is, uh, we are rich. Okay. We are blessed beyond measure. There is no amount of money that we will need that God won't give us. My father has cattle on a thousand hill. 
everything in this earth belongs to him. And then he gave it to Jesus. And now Jesus has given us, given it to us. Those of whom were called for Jesus to have in his hand. They were given to us. So your ability to manage what God has given you is a d- direct reflection of where you're going. Many people want God to be to, to make them a millionaire. You, you won't be able to become a millionaire if you don't know how to manage the thousands and the hundreds and the couple of dollars in the sense that you have now. Tithing maintains the blessing. Giving and sacrifice puts you in a whole other tax bracket. Why? Because the Lord sees that not only are you faithful with your tithing and you give back to me more than 10%. Yeah. So then that lets God know I can handle more money. Because the rest of my budget, I'm not in debt. The rest of my budget, I'm doing what I need to do. The rest of my budget, you know, I'm paying this off. I'm doing this. I'm, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it goes like that. But God will not raise you to another tax bracket until you're faithful in the one that you're already in. To him, you have to be faithful with that. And when you are truly ready to elevate, so you, people are forgetting the scripture the kingdom of God suffereth violence, but the violent take it by force. You have to invoke God, move God, reason with God, not argue with God, but reason with God. As he told Moses, let us reason together. What you are telling God when you continue to, yeah, you tithe, but you go beyond the tithe and now you give in greater portions and you sacrifice in greater portions. When you tell when you tell God that when you do that consistently, God says, "Okay, elevation, it's coming." Sowing sacrificial seeds, they will hurt you. They will cost you something. Your tithe is not a sacrificial seed. That is what you owe back to God, because it all belongs to Him. And He said, "Just give me ten percent. I will bless your ninety. Those who are struggling right now, like some of y'all, are like I ain't doing that." I can't even afford to do that. Then you already know you don't have the the mentality of a, of a, of a, of a wealthy person because it's a mindset. You already know that you're, you're not someone that's, that's simple because when God gives you instructions, it's simple to you. It may seem hard to you. It's because you're operating from your flesh and not within your spirit. Anyone that's operating with their spirit, when God asks you to do something, it is not hard. It's simple. He gives simple tasks. Bless those that curse you. Bless them. Your flesh is the one that says, uh-uh, nope, not doing it. God says, keep no record of wrong. Keep no record. Bless them. Love your neighbors. You don't get to choose who your neighbors are. So being simple, being simple is just remain a child of God. My last podcast, I said those that, that want to be an adult, you struggle with 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 directions because when you are an adult, you feel like you don't need to listen to nobody else. It's harder for you to submit to authority. So remain a child. Remain humble. Remain meek, lowly, and simple. If God gets you up and says pray, pray. Just begin to pray. You don't even have to know what he's asking you to pray for. Your spirit makes groanings for you. The Holy Spirit interprets those groanings. When you pray, it releases an aroma, a signal, a smoke signal to the heavens. Help is coming immediately. 
Your answer is coming immediately. God does not wait to give you an answer. He gives you an answer right now. And that answer may be wait. That answer may be no, I have better. Or that answer may be yes, do it, go. If you think about when the Lord was care when the people were carrying the Ark of the Lord, the Ark of the Covenant, then they worked with ephods. And this is in the, the Old Testament. They were working with ephods. They were working with things, devices where God just gave them simple answers, yes or no. Lord, shall we rise up and attack these people? Go, the battle is yours. I've given them into your hands. Go is that simple task. Go. The rest was just confirmation. I've given them to you. Go. At a green light, we know. It's so simple. Traffic signs, if you guys know that the, the, the simplicity within this world, it's us humans that make it complicated. Uh, complicated, Complex. Far beyond what it needs to be. If you look at the traffic signal, everyone knows what a green light is. It doesn't matter what country you're in. Everyone knows what a yellow light is. Everyone knows what a red light is. Every country knows those laws. It doesn't change. Why? Because it's simple. Simple communication. The sun is simple. We know when the sun is up, it's day. Even when it's cloudy out, the sun is still up. That's why you can see outside. It's daytime. When the moon is up, when the moon has risen and the sun has set, we know that it's night on the side of the world that you're on. How do we know those things? It's so simple. You know when it's raining, you know when it's a fire, but when God is speaking to you, you don't understand. You've complicated the voice of God by thinking that it's coming from without you. It's not. And your voice comes within. Even right now, what, what I am doing is I'm speaking to your spirit, but I'm refreshing and reminding you of what God has already said. That's why when you get it, it's like an aha or yup, uh-huh, I knew that. And I've thought about that before, or I've always wondered that. Yeah, because it's there. It's been in you all along. The word of God will remain forever. It's not going to change. It's simple. So to be simple is to put into practice the things that the task that God has given you. And it starts somewhere and it ends in another place. But you have to remain, remain connected to God at all times. You have to remain bending your ear to God. And that's why it's so important to seek God, seek counsel, to wake up early in the morning. The beauty of waking up early in the morning in the wee hours of the night especially around 12 to 6 a.m. The beauty of that is the world is so quiet at that time because the spiritual world is very active around that time. The world is quiet. If you step outside, yeah, there may be cars, there may be people playing music, but most of the world on your side, wherever you are at that time at night, it's quiet. So you can hear, no distractions. When you go to sleep at night, turn off everything everything all sounds some of you guys are like I need that stimulation you don't train your body train your body it is going to take practice it is not going to want to do it don't get frustrated with your walk in God and trying to discipline your body you have been operating a certain way for a long time 
And when someone comes to correct you, yeah, you won't get it right the first couple of times. You may not get it right the first hundred times, but on that hundred and one, you're going to overcome. You have victory. God operates the same way. There will be many times where people will speak something into your life and they'll say the same thing. Listen and receive the message. God, what are you trying to tell me through those, through these people? Um, I recently went through something at my workplace where um, I am very passionate about healthcare. Very passionate. There's a certain level and a certain quality of care that I I desire to work in. Excellence. I don't do well with non-compliance because it's patients' lives that we are impacting. And women who don't carry that in them will be offended. And they don't like it. And so they want to persecute me and and crucify me with their words. And that is okay. But what I've noticed, I'm like, Lord, why is it that I keep running across this conflict with women? I keep running across this, this butting heads with women. Women that in earth, in the earth realm, their title is above me, but spiritually I outrank them and it becomes a power dynamic and a struggle. It is okay. And what the Lord told me is what I'm, what I, as I am beginning to chew on bones and meat, they are eating baby food, drinking milk. Some may eat milk. Some may eat meat, sorry, but others and mostly that the women that I'm talking to, they drink milk. This world drinks milk. The children of God grow into And I'm going to say, God, let me not say the whole entire world, because as you are becoming um, baby Christians, newborn Christians, that's why we call you newborns, newborn Christians, you don't chew on meat. You can't, you don't have the teeth, which teeth represents wisdom. So anytime you have a dream about teeth, it's representing wisdom. And when your teeth come out, mm, you're not being wise about a certain and a particular area in your life. You need wisdom and guidance in a certain area when your teeth are, when you realize that your teeth are coming out of your dream. And what God showed me is that not everyone is at where you're at. You have to be able to come down where they're at. And that is what it means to keep yourself humble. Remain lowly. Even though you, you could have all of the answers, let yourself become available to them, your neighbors. If you're loving your neighbors yourself, as yourself yeah you may be hard on yourself and it will overall yeah you'll be hard on them as well you you'll be very stern with yourself and the the issue is people say treat treat someone else how you want to be treated not everyone can handle that there are some women that are walking pillars of fire people whose whose tongue is sharp will cut you and I've, I've gotten that a lot most of my life that, oh my gosh, like you're so intense and you are cutthroat. Yeah, Jesus came like that too. When he when he revealed himself unto John, ooh, in the book of Revelation, it was terrifying. It was terrifying to see Jesus spiritually, terrifying. And so what people are, what, what, people, what the outward expression is, and that's how people can get confused. And remember, God is not the author of confusion. He won't do that to you. He said who you are. You know who you are and it's going to come out. But the people around you will, oh, why you like that? That's really you? You're not like that. I am. My words are sharp. So I will cut you. 
If you are not sharp, I will cut you. But iron sharpens iron, which means when we come together, we are going to sharpen one another, not clash. If you are dull wood and I am sharp, sharper than a double, I'm sharper than a double-edged sword. I will slice through you very easily. I will penetrate you. I will separate even down to the soul, the spirit, and your body. It will cut through you. The words become sharp. Your words are communication, so it's sharp. And many times people don't want to hear the words you're saying. They're so busy looking at other things. Yes, the body language is communication. But because people are in the flesh, that's all they look at is your body language. The womanly figure looks like a violin. It looks like a violin, baby. That is your womanly figure. And for men, men, men love to, they love to look at things. It's appealing to them. And what happens is that even though your mouth could be saying one thing, my dear women, your body language does another thing to them. And it is not your fault that that is the, what they're receiving. That's what they're interpreting because ultimately communication requires interpretation. It does. Because when I tell you this, unless you are right where I'm at, we're on the same space, same time, same eye, same mentality. It requires interpretation. And that's the reason why when God speaks to you, it's not simple. It's complicated. It's because you don't have the same mindset as him. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. That does not, that didn't mean you shouldn't understand what he's saying. It didn't mean you will never understand his thoughts. You will never understand his ways. No, because then in the scripture, it says the mindset that was also in Christ Jesus, let it be in you. And in other translations, it says the attitude that was in Jesus, let it be in you. Attitude has nothing to do with your emotions. Attitude is your mindset and your mentality. Let it be upon you. But you have to learn how to, and what I've learned how to do is to bridle your tongue. Not everyone can handle the truth. And as you can see, Jesus didn't speak to everybody and everywhere. He wasn't even given to save the world. To those that he was called to, but he came through this world. Mm. Bridling your tongue means to examine your speech be choiceful with your words in the right crowd at the right time. And the directions that I received uh, a few days ago was exactly that. And I didn't want, my flesh didn't want to hear it. And if I'm honest, I didn't want to hear it at that time. Cause I'm like, you know what? I feel like y'all are being too sensitive. What is the problem? I didn't come at y'all rough. I didn't come at you. But to them, it was rough. It was rough. So I said, you know what, Lord? I would switch my approach for these people. I'll change my approach for these people. Moses dealt with the same thing. Moses would speak something. They would groan. They would complain. At one minute, it's save us. The next minute, I don't like how you're saving us. We'll just, what do y'all want? It's okay. It is okay. There's many times that people will do that to you in your life where they're calling for you and they're reaching for you. Remain simple. Give them only what they require and go on about your business. And the Lord will tell you sometimes, even though you, you want to pray for people, you want to save people all the time, you're not their savior. You oversimplify things when you want to become their savior. You're not their savior. That's not what you came to do. 
will God save their souls through you? Yes, but you are not the savior. So you see how it's easy to oversimplify things. To go beyond your boundary of what God has called you to do. You won't be able to operate fully everywhere that you go. And it's for a reason. It's going to save you. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you energy. And back up. (laughs) They rejected Samuel, the prophet. And God said, uh, don't, don't worry about it. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. When God is coming to correct people, he does it in love. People don't understand that that love is painful sometimes. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his son up for us. And we crucified him as a people. Not you, physically. But as a people, we crucified him. The very people he came to save crucified him. Did that make sense? Did you catch that revelation? The very people you are meant to help will crucify you. Do the task anyway. You have to do it anyway. Your assignment is your cross. I'm struggling to be a mother, a sister. I want to start a business. They're doing this on my job. I'm I'm being faithful. I'm being good. I'm being kind to them. Lord, I'm praying for them as you instructed. I'm going there. I'm teaching them. I'm I'm doing what you've asked me to do. Uh Uh-huh. And they will crucify you. So this must not be where God wants me to be. No. When Jesus was on the cross, he did not say, this is not where God wants me to be. He said, it is finished. I've done what you've asked me to do. And those who received Jesus on that cross, especially the one that was standing uh, beside him, sorry, that not standing, but the one that was crucified by, beside him, he said, Lord, when you go to paradise, when you, when you enter your kingdom, remember me. And Jesus said, tonight, you're going to dine with me in paradise. That's that blessing. Oh my goodness. That's the blessing that you finally, someone had appreciated Jesus for the work that he did. He's like, yeah, tonight. Yeah. You're going to remember. Yeah. Remember me, Lord. He recognized, he's like, I don't deserve, this man doesn't deserve this. Jesus didn't deserve that, but we do. And if you're honest, sometimes the way that people treat us, we do deserve it. You weren't always kind. You weren't always gentle. And you will reap what you sow eventually. So you have to always remember that as well. When you are being simple, remember where you came from. Remember how you felt when people came onto the floor? And I, and I love that because the Holy Spirit replayed that, that same scenario back with me when I felt some type of way, when my, my leaders didn't bring me into a private room and talk with me one-on-one and all of these things. It's like, uh-huh, you have to carry that same because I knew you were going to be in that position and I knew that I could trust you in that position. But don't forget where you came from. Don't forget to remain simple. Remembering is not a hard task. It's not complicated. Remembering is simple because it's a choice. You can choose to remember. How do you do that? Constantly meditate. I am, I am, if anyone knows me truly and faithfully, you know that I am in my mind. I am in my head. I'm in my heart. I'm asking God to search. I am in constant communication with God. I need to. It's too important. I can block out the noise of this world because I need to in tune myself with God. But my discernment is so sharp. I can hear God through a a carnal mind. Even though the carnal mind is an enmity, God is still within that person. 
I'm going to receive God. I'm going to perceive God. I'm going to stand before God. I'm going to honor God. When you honor people, what you're doing is honoring God in them. That's what you're honoring. And the reason why people find it hard to honor other people is because your discernment of God is off. It's dull. And you got to sharpen it. How do you start doing that? Start hearkening, which means listening, bending, lending your ear to the voices of God. People are the voices of God. And God can speak. If God can speak through a donkey, hmm, which lets you know everything in the Bible is intentional. If God can speak through a donkey, aren't donkeys stubborn, resistful, want to do what they want to do when they want to do it? Think about Shrek, the donkey that's in Shrek. Mm-hmm. So if God can speak through a donkey and what is another, I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but there's a whole other term for a donkey. They call it a jack. Mm. So if God can speak through a donkey, why can't he speak through other donkeys on this earth? Other lions, other cheetahs, other people on this earth. He does. But because you don't love your neighbor as yourself, you miss it. Because you you think that God is complex with his speech, you miss it. Because you oversimplify things, you miss it. Because you overcomplicate things, you miss it. Just be simple and he'll preserve your life. He'll preserve it. That doesn't mean you're not going to come against conflict. How do you how do you react? And how do you respond? Your flesh will always want to react. Your spirit responds. Don't be quick. That's why it says, do not be quick in anger. Be slow to speech. Slow to speech. Hear what they're saying. Lord, what are you saying through this person? How do you want me to respond, Lord? He will speak through you. Moses had the same thing. Lord, what do you want me to tell these people? Open your mouth and I will fill it. But you, in order to do that, you have to surrender to God, be submitted to God. As we are wrapping up this podcast, I hope it wasn't too much to, to handle. Play it back. These pod, there, there's a reason why they're podcasts. There's a reason why they're published. They're not going anywhere. They will remain until the second coming of the, of the King Jesus. Lord Jesus, they will remain here. Play them back over and over again. Send them to whoever you need to send this to. Take notes, write it down, ask questions. I'm here, I wanna help. And I wanna give you practical steps. This podcast seems so simple and easy to understand for a reason. God made me for a time such as this. I don't oversimplify things. The the ability to take my grace is that I've done the necessary work. I've suffered so that you don't have to suffer as I did. That I will become your ground zero. Even though this may seem like she is not, I'm not even at where she's at. No, I'm your ground zero, baby. You're supposed to do more and greater things than me. And that's why Jesus says he left and went back to the heavens. Went back to the heaven, I'm sorry. To his throne. When he joined his father. You'll do greater things than these. What I'm doing? Psh, far beyond greater than this. Why? We're here longer. We're here longer. Jesus had a mission. He came. He completed it. You come down. You catch that? 
You've come down. You're coming to complete a mission. And once you complete that mission, the Lord will remove you. You can reason with God. Those that are struggling with their health. Don't you know that you can reason with God? Lord, I have an assignment. You have given me over 20 something plus things to do. I I have only completed one. You can't remove me until I've completed it. Lord, it's only me. Who will start the foundation of this of this of this work? Who will do what you what you require to do? There's nobody like me, Lord. That's why you've given it to me. Don't remove me from this. Don't take me from my assignment. Come on, God, repent. You love me. I love you. Let's do this together. Don't remove me. Fix my heart if it's my heart. Help me to see the error of my ways if it's something that I'm doing, Lord. Preserve me. I want to be simple. Show me your simple ways, which are ancient. God's ancient ways are simple. And to most people, it may seem like witchcraft, but God's ways are simple. They're simple and beautiful. So again, remain someone that is yielded at all times. Someone that is listening to God, to the voice of God at all times. And remain simple in your acts, in your deeds, in your giving. Don't oversimplify it. The moment confusion and hesitation comes in, it's been oversimplified or overcomplicated. Just be simple. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this word was uplifting, encouraging, empowering, and that it truly begins to transform your mind. Under the sound of my voice, every person that comes into agreement and alignment with what it was said today, may this word not just be fulfilled in your ears, but may you completely be healed. Light be in your situation. Light be in your job, like be in your family, like be within your own body. Today, be healed. Again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you again on next time at Completely Healed by Planted Not Buried. I'm Juju Offbeat, signing out.